Hey everyone, Darren aka Bombadil here, and as always I wanted to give a big shout out to all of you who have or continue to support the show, whether that be by clicking through the Amazon link on our website when you're doing a little online shopping, buying our coffee cups and mead mugs in our store, by becoming a sponsor on our forums, donating directly, or just as importantly, by listening to our podcasts and watching our videos and live streams. You all are the reason why we're here and have been doing this for over two years now. Speaking of our videos, we recently surpassed the 1 million views on our YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash no guts no galaxy tv thank you so much for your support and spreading the word we really do appreciate it and now for part two and the conclusion of the interview with russ bullock president of piranha games enjoy the show no guts no galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience this is an adult podcast containing adult language consider yourself warned hello everybody this is duncan fisher look at your mech now look at mine Now look back at your mech. Now look back at mine. Does your mech look as good as mine? Sadly, no. But that's because I'm a fictional character, and my mech is made of awesome. However, you could probably get your mech to seem as good as mine if you listen to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. So we got to move on, but a part of this has to do with the disc, what we were just talking about. First off, having the ability for tournaments to go on via you guys and prizes, whether it's cash prizes or hardware, you know, uh, getting video cards, stuff like that is huge. Um, I cannot stress how long, you know, we have just waited for this. I mean, really, I mean, we have. We waited a long time to wait for these tournaments to start kicking off, the ability to do them. But on that note, with private matches... We've got a huge community and a huge competitive scene right now. And even then, it could be even bigger. I've talked to, uh, I've watched uh, Siri and Raffle Waffle do their um, their um, playthroughs. They're doing uh, commentary on matches. By the way, we're going to start promoting that um, on NGNG, sharing those because I think it's awesome. But getting some of these things out there that the community is creating, community leagues, community prizes, when private matches go live... It really will open the door to community leagues doing whatever the hell they want, whether it's a 1v1 bracket, a, um, a hardcore battle tech sort of league where logistics come to play. Whatever people want, it's there. Now, that being said, have you and, and Rush, you made a comment of you weren't really sure about the comp scene and, and community. Are there any features and stuff like API or is there any type of... I don't know if social media would be specific to this, but like if, if for instance, if uh, Raffle and them create a video and they do commentary on some of these matches and it's, it's, they want to share that, is there going to be ability for 
uh, you know, PGI to pick up on that and share it, whether it's Facebook or Twitter. You know, right now we don't have that on a day-to-day basis with a lot of the, the community content. I just want to get your, your feeling on all of this because it's really important to them. And I think it's important to address that as well um, because a lot of people are putting a ton amount of effort, ton amount of time, and there's a lot of skill and talent out there and, you know, shedding some light on, you know, these guys that are creating content. What are your feelings on all of that? I know it's a multi-layered question, but go. <laughs> well, I'll answer a part. If I miss some, just ask me another one. But I guess the, a real quick answer on, you know, the competitive scene thing is, I I mean, we have to take care of our, our you know, majority player base. But one thing I'd like, to, like the world to kind of see is, and I think, you know, kind of bullishly, is that right from the get-go, the first time you, you watch someone else play MechWarrior, the first time you we've got the original spectator in where you're just dead and you click the button and you're just jumping around from mech to mech. And then later on, when we added the kind of the customer support level, you know, uh, spectate mode that you guys saw at the launch event and stuff. Mech Warrior Online, I think, is one of the best, you know, spectate games that I've seen. And I, I've, I've gone and watched, you know, $200,000 prize, you know, Halo tournaments and stuff. For me... It's more interesting to watch MechWarrior spectate. Uh, I think it spectates really, really well. So I think uh, I'm excited about us starting to uh, be able to, I don't know, latch onto that more with private matches, uh, running tournaments, getting more spectate tools out there for people. I don't have a plan on that yet, but you know, we know we have them. You know, maybe having some tournaments with some actual prize money. You know, I think the game has a chance of even, perhaps even growing. I know that sounds like maybe a simple statement, but I think it's kind of a, a pretty heavy statement, actually, that the game player base could actually grow based on its competitive scene aspect. I don't think it's going to become Dota uh, or whatever, you know, but yeah, I think it has a chance that it may be even becoming, you know, a bigger game than it is today based on just just how well it, it it's you know it, it sort of spectates and it, how fun it is to watch from a competitive point of view at least that's my take on it yeah you know i think it's built into the battletech and mechware universe the desire to want to spectate i mean with solaris um obviously it's built into the fiction but also it's just giant robots fighting each other what's not to love you know watching and i agree it could almost be like um like marketing to an extent i think Number one, these function, you know, this functionality that's coming will probably bring some people back that have taken a break. Um, but also, one thing about competitive people is they like to show their wins, and so they're out there marketing it on YouTube or whatever, and basically spreading the word. And I think it could definitely grow the game. Community content helps keep people around. Um, some of the Indeed. gaming communities I've been a part of in the past. Um, one of the biggest reasons I stayed was community content, videos and, and tournaments. And, um, you know, you mentioned Solaris. I think, you know, obviously I don't, this would be in the future, Russ, but I cannot stress how amazing it would be to have in, in-house, in-game tournament brackets going on, whether it was through Solaris. Um, obviously, we've got Community Warfare kicking off. There's going to be co- competition there, but 4v4 brackets, 12v12 brackets, you know, the whole the whole yard will keep people engaged and involved and coming back. And, you know, Tyler, we've talked about this a lot. I mean, 
you haven't really said much on that last one, uh, but this is a pretty big thing for the comp scene. And, you know, I, we were just talking to, I was just talking to Siri last night about, you know, stuff and, and as far as content uh, creating and, and people being engaged. And I feel like this is, whether or not the game play changes are huge, which I think they're going to be obviously with 333 and all that fun stuff, but just the ability for, you know, units to be able to create content now and be able to do whatever they want. I mean, it's, it's gigantic. Oh yeah, this is huge. This, we've been waiting for this for quite a while now, and it's going to enable us to quickly put together our teams, get our get our drops in, do a, a lot more uh, frequent matches. It won't be difficult to try to sync drop with each other anymore. And I mean, even if in the future we feel, find that uh, twelve people getting together is it's kind of unwieldy. Uh, you can even do leagues with smaller groups, like 4v4, or the 1v1 with this system. It's going to be amazing. I was about to say, this opens up a huge realm of possibilities, especially as Tyler just spoke up a few seconds ago, like the smaller leagues as well. Uh, if you want to do a 6v6 league, or even smaller, if you want to do lance-on-lance combat, this just opens it up completely and brings potential to those sort of leagues starting up, where if you want to have only four people going in, then you can do that. You don't, you don't have to worry about anything else or having to go off somewhere else to do it. It's endless content generation possibilities. I think we should start a league, and the slogan for that league should be Real Men Run Stock Mechs, and it would be Stock Mechs only. I think that would be awesome. No, I'm, I, I'm already in a league, extraordinary <laughs> gentlemen. No, all right, so a lot of stuff coming on uh, down the road. In literally a month's time, we have the the 18th coming up. Uh, as far as jump jet changes to the Victor, I think are coming down the pipeline. That was via Paul on Impy's uh, 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 Twitch, um, and obviously we have more stuff coming. Russ, I just want to say uh, another note. I totally support you being more active on Twitter. You and Brian and stuff. It's been noted a bunch of times to me that people are really enjoying your guys' communication, um, or you know the excess of it uh, there's a ton of it going on and i think that's very positive so i just want to say thank you for that that's you know something that you guys said you were going to work on communication and you guys have been doing a great job obviously vlog videos and and the twitter post and getting people information you know as, as far as questions i think that's a huge thing so again props on that great i'm going to jump in and um thanks for that i think it's it's been a lot of fun for me too yeah, as far as the the Highlander Victor, so I, it's not there's more not there's not more jump jet changes coming in. I don't believe. I, I believe the answer is we did we did a jump jet fixes on March fourth, so that was uh, basically a, mostly kind of a, a bug fixes and, and various things where you know one jump jet was giving you far too much thrust. Um, so now it's more proper, and so that was really almost a global change. You really wouldn't tell the difference in lights at all, mediums barely at all heavies more so and assaults the most uh so getting away with one jump jet near victor was quite difficult now compared to what it used to be so it's kind of more of a people can think of that more as a global change slash fix for jump jets and then uh, march 18th he's focused more on the highlander and victor in particular and he's going to look at others but that's that is not really going to be anything to do with jump jets anymore that's really more about um torso twisting and things like that and we saw that uh these mechs were really twisting their torso like mediums uh, and they just were way too fast so um, I don't know exactly the changes there I don't think those ones are jump jet specific I think the jump jet stuff's happened but there's some more being able to like you know jump you know twist an armor tank like you're a 
you know, 50 ton mech is kind of the main thing there. Uh, so I don't know all of it. Paul would be best to talk about, but yeah, some further changes to kind of, I don't know, just kind of get them all behaving the same, you know, or like they should. So, uh, you know, a victor shouldn't have a massive advantage over, you know, the, in an awesome when it comes to torso twisting and armor tanking. It should if it's, you know, has a bigger engine that can move faster and stuff. But I guess now I just feel like, I don't feel like these even fall necessarily in the category of nerfs necessarily. They're just kind of all, everything's functioned as it kind of should have been. Uh, more so. I want to throw out there too a couple of tournament ideas that we want to do sometime soon. I know the latest tournament, Medium versus World, um, everyone's like, great, another one of these, but you know, we want group tournaments and something a little different. Two that we're working on right now is, um, and this is stuff that we'd like to do before launch module ship, so sometime the next month or so. One, we want to have a faction-based tournament on the weekend. Kind of think of it as sort of a just a litmus test for faction-based gameplay. So the idea is you got to choose your faction before you opt in once you choose your faction you're locked in for the tournament and there's going to be like maybe per faction leaderboards and a few different things like that so essentially you know you can help house kirita win the weekend or whoever you want to fight for um something along those lines so i think it's kind of interesting something to use the faction tag for a bit of a test for community warfare perhaps um that's going to be fun and the other one is kind of, is a lance based tournament so you would register on the website as a lance and you can only be in one lance and you can't change the lance and all that. You just register as a one lance and opt in and away you go. And it's, you know, there might be a single, you know, player a reward tournament going on at the same time for the top solo player, just so everyone get involved, but also like the top, you know, lance for the weekend. And I think likely it, it'll be, you know, one, 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 one or something. It'll, it'll be kind of a precursor to the, you know, three, 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 three situation. So kind of a, a nice, well-balanced lance see who can be the best lance throughout the weekend. Uh, so I'm just throwing those things out there. These are stuff that I think we will do here in the next month or so, stuff I'm pushing for. I think that's huge. Um, another thing I just want to say too is I think those will be even better across the board with 333 implemented launch module. Um, the reason I say that is um, this Centurion um, the or the Medium tournament we had, a lot of the issues uh, is a lot of people just take the assaults um, and we see a lot of assaults and heavies uh, proliferating the uh, servers. So I think um, that's fine once 333 is in because there will only be three assaults if there's three assaults in there. There will only be three heavies. Uh, but I know uh, J-Man and some of the guys that were rocking out in the hunchbacks, I give them props. Woo. Yeah, no doubt. Um, hey, I had a quick question, Russ. In regards to private matches, we've talked about things like, you know, 4v4s or 1 versus 12 or whatever. Do you know if there's any plans for development of doing like a free-for-all version? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say no. Um, it's a good idea. I, I suppose right now it's not imminently discussed or being talked about because, you know, everything's built around based around team play. So yep. it'd be something kind of new, very new code-wise. Yeah, I bring it up with Paul or whatever, but no, it's not something imminently discussed. But that's that's a cool idea for sure. I mean, obviously, if you want to have, you know, that'd be really cool. Obviously, if you're in a, a pretty big map and it's like 24 max in there, it's just like last man standing. Insane, right? huh? <laughs> oh well, my god. We don't want to. We do need to move on. Uh, we appreciate your time, so we want to get moving into the next uh, topic, which is the clan invasion. And so the first question there we have is, uh, will there be a clan battle mech reinforcement pack? Or can you give us uh, a hint at any other clan mechs being examined for possible inclusion? Um, for now, we're not actively discussing, you know, reinforcement package. That was kind of a special situation with Phoenix. I think 
I think for the most part we saw Phoenix as, you know, kind of a, an interesting opportunity to bring back these classic mechs. I and mean, we looked at what mechs we thought were viable for MechWarrior Online out of those those Dugram and, and Crusher Joe and those those limited categories of those original mechs that we had to choose from. We really only felt like there was, you know, the Griffin and the Wolverine that were kind of truly popular viable options left out of the whole pack. So it kind of felt and things were going really well. They were selling really well. And it just made a lot of sense to get those last two done kind of at the same time and release them all with all the Phoenix mechs. I think when it comes to clans, I don't, I wouldn't rule out a reinforcements pack, but I think clans obviously is very much an ongoing effort where, where Phoenix was kind of a sort of a moment in time almost, bringing back the classic ones and kind of utilizing all the viable chassis within those categories. Um, so I think that clans we look at a little bit differently. It's more like Intersphere Max. It's like, you know, we're going to release these eight and then it's just going to, you know, ongoing and forever, we're going to be releasing Intersphere and Clan Max. So there's less of a, a kind of a draw towards a reinforcement package. But uh, never say never. You will see here, you know, come April or May and we'll see if we, we can drop on that. I can't say there are some, obviously, there's Clan Max that are drawn attention that are like, hey, what happened to the Vulture? Myself included, I was kind of like, oh, wow, I'm actually really surprised we didn't end up with the Vulture in our clan pack. <clears throat> Mad Dog. <clears throat> That's Yeah, Mad Dog, Vulture. It's a great <laughs> mech. Um, I'm not sure if there's any that stand out like that to me, but that one stands out the most. Yes. There are a ton of chassis I can name off. And uh, that being said, Russ, with the clans, it's a, it's a huge thing uh, for the clan invasion. Um, you know, when you guys announced the clan packs, a lot of people were a little bit disappointed. It wasn't this epic, you know, show. Are you guys planning anything special for, you know, kicking off the clans? Uh, whether it's a, uh, a special event or maybe a really cool, awesome video. I mean, what, what are you guys' plans or is there plans? Or is it you <sighs> got to kill me? Yeah, no, that's it. a good question. I think um, absolutely there's plans, but... Uh, I guess it'd have to be around, you know, like an event. It's just so much work and effort to get these things released, of course. The, the, you know, the team's going to be so busy, you know, just getting this patch out on time to make sure everyone has their clan max. You know, I talked about that tournament, the 12v12 tournament, uh, April 29th that goes live. I'd love to do it sooner than the clan launch. I'd love to do it in May. If things go well there, then perhaps we could see something with the clans you know, at least within a couple of weeks, it's always kind of iffy to do something the day of because the day you launch something, there's just so much stuff going on anyhow. And there's so much, you know, server load and everything with people logging in and playing and playing their clan mechs and uh, making sure. And then you're just kind of watching the game to make sure that the servers don't explode. So I wouldn't expect something like the day of. But if things go well with that tournament that we want to do in May, then hopefully pretty quickly after we could do something um, you know, if private match window proved itself out nicely. Um, you could get into even an inner sphere versus clan, you know, tournament pretty much straight away, couldn't you? You know, that that'd be really cool. Oh, it opens the doors for role playing <laughs> pretty much across the board. I mean, it, there's always the the discussion of in the novels, you know, clans have stars, and then it you know goes up from there, binaries, trinaries, uh, you know, and you know, obviously you have Lance, you know, Lance. Alpha Lance, Bravo Lance, Charlotte Lance, company level and stuff. And in the novels, you always have a 
the clans have a bidding system, right? We can take in minimal assets and defeat the enemy, and it's sort of an honor thing. And I think when we were talking to you or Brian, it was basically saying the reality of it is we can't enforce that in matches. It's not realistic, um, you know, to an extent. So it'll be interesting to see how you guys introduce clans obviously people having clan mechs did they have to be in a clan the availability of clan mechs and then obviously the switch over from people that are playing right now that want to be clanners how that whole system works and i'm assuming we'll have more information in the next you know two months on that well i mean i think it's safe to say at this point everyone can i guess stop wondering if the release of clans is gonna you know greatly impact pub play uh there's it's just it's not going to meaning there's just not enough time and or necessarily the right decision to completely change pub play where, you know, you can't, you know, play in a pub match unless your faction's clans and then you can only play clan max a little, you know, I mean, now we have players that have spent lots of money in our game that have played 10,000 matches in our game and own tons of inner sphere mechs and they're going to own clan max and they're going to want to play all these and, you know, you can't force someone in various ways so pub play that's why i think it's important to remember that it's it's pubs it's just three 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 one group per side and that's why you can't really get into 12v10 conversations in pub play either and that's why you really have to get into clan mechs being balanced in a way that they can exist within the game as it stands what we can't do is create another game you know, we're not going to just stop and all of a sudden there's MechWare Online clans and it's like a totally different game. So I think for pubs, you can almost guarantee that, you know, people are going to be able to play clan mechs and intersphere mechs and they're going to be on the same side and it's free for all. Just like it's free for all right now. I mean, you got every faction on every side and every type of mech, even mechs that are associated with one faction on all sides. And it's just a big mix up right it's just players jumping in for a quick three 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 one mech per side earn your cbls xp have a lot of fun experience battles that are really close hopefully ton of fun and just our interpretation of a good mech warrior battle but i think pubs are pubs private matches again players define the rules if you want to define the rules that it's only clans versus only sphere and anything you want to come up with that's your prerogative and then of course there's the grayed out faction tab that is where piranha will create the type of systems that you're talking about meaning that is where you'll go where you have to be a clanner if you're a clanner and play a clan mech and you know vice versa if you're kirita whoever and get involved in those battles in those situations of rules and role playing and if we we at that point we assume if you're a player and you click on the faction tab, you're going to exist within those rule sets and know how to exist within those rule sets. But we're not going to expect people to kind of exist within those rule sets in public play. I have had such a big smile for so much of this podcast. Loving so this. That works out. Is that, is that only a smile right now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you can go into further detail. I'm, I'm saying I have saying. a smile. I mean, is there a possibility in the distant future that pub play it's more segregated clans and things and stuff like that. I suppose it's possible, but definitely shouldn't assume that for June. I would I would encourage people to think of the game in kind of three facets. You know, you look out, look straight ahead, look over to your, up and to the left is your pub play. You look up and to the right is your private match area. Look up and straight ahead 
that's your faction tab. That is where you're going to role play and, and you know play within your communities for the greater good of your faction. Well, I I cannot sorry uh, Tyler just real quick. I can't wait for the um, for the faction play. I love that idea. Um, I can't wait till that tab works. Uh, and also, I want to see what like, leagues like Proxus and whatever other leagues develop from this, what they do with the private matches. I think it's going to be awesome because what they're already doing is awesome. Uh, this is just going to make it easier for them. Um, so the future, I'm very much looking forward to. Tyler, take it. I just want to confirm uh, with uh, is op- the open queues, you're making it sound like clan mechs are going to be intermingled with Intersphere mechs on a single team. Is that correct? Um, I don't have full designs in front of me, the design team in front of me, but I think that's correct. I mean, it's, you're going to be able to, I mean, you yourself, Tyler, right? It's Tyler. Um, you're going to be able to go buy, you may have bought a clan pack already. I don't know, but you're going to have your mad cat and it's a heavy mech and you're going to want to join up with your four buddies. And it's, it's, it's actually an unfair example to talk about you and your four buddies because you guys are hardcore and you understand the game perfectly well. Um, we're going to, we have players showing up into our game and they show up and one guy buys a mad cat other guy buys a awesome and they form a group of two and they want to launch and in public match play we really can't tell them oh sorry didn't you understand all the rules of battletech and battletech's history and the novels you know go read some documentation noob you can't do that you know these two mechs are incompatible so i would caution everyone i know we love the role playing we love it but we can't expect that dynamic to exist in public play. It's just too much. It's just too difficult. I would explain that. I would expect that people will go to the faction tab to get that experience. And in public match play, it is going to be a free-for-all. Just like if you're you know, House Davian and you're, you're playing a Dragon Mech or some total House Kirita Mech. It's almost just as odd, frankly. Um, if you can explain that away and say, well, geez, yeah, they just raided Kirita and got these dragons. Well, okay, you raided, you know, there was a clan, there was a battle, and you happened to capture a mad cat. So public play will be 12v12 under the same rules of 3, 3, 3, 3, one group per side, light, medium, heavy assault. You can run at any mech from any faction to clans. Well, since the clan mechs were basically balanced f- with the inner sphere mechs, I mean, isn't this kind of expected and not uh, really a surprise? One last point to that, Darren, you're right. And that's why where the, the tonnage aspect comes into play too, right? So we have the ability, though, for instance, we're going to try to balance the clan mechs, as you know, to make them different and unique, but not insanely overpowered so that they can exist within our game. We're not creating two different games. But even with all of our efforts, if a 75-ton Mad Cat is just a little too much for a 75-ton Orion to handle, then we always have that ability within our matchmaker to say, well, when it comes to the clans, you treat them five tons heavier. So you have a 75-ton heavy on this side, match it with an 80-tonner on the other side. So we have some flexibility to make sure that the matches stay, if it turns out that the way the matches stay very balanced and even um, by using that that tonnage aspect. So it's not just class, but class plus tonnage to make sure they're even. And then on top of that, you guys are releasing the clan packs in April or May or June, whenever they come out. <laughs> I forget when. Uh, and then 
uh, you're going to be releasing it, one of those clan mechs in that package for the next, you know, eight months. So just because the clans go live on that particular date doesn't mean everyone will have a clan mech. And some may only have one uh, or a handful. Um, because I think I know where you're going, Tyler, is the whole, you know, balance. Because we really, we've, we've heard and, you know, from uh, uh, Brian and we've heard from Paul as far as discussions, making balance as far as bringing the clans in, that they're not ridiculously op like they have been in the past um and that's actually something i would love to sit down with brian and paul about and discuss in in length as far as you know how are the clans going to be brought in uh looking at the current balance of the game currently even with the is uh the weapon systems and stuff like that i think that would be a great sit down conversation um because there are some some balance concerns um especially when you're talking well will the end game be everyone always just takes clan mechs in the public matches uh that would definitely be a question that some people would throw out there well i'm gonna say i'll say this too is we're not gonna take eight months to release them we don't want people to wait that long i think we're gonna release two per month after the fact so i think the clan packets will be uh, up for sale beyond june 17th when they get injected but some people at any time could get them all but we're gonna do two per month so it's gonna take four months to get through them um, balance concerns, I'm not that concerned about because, again, we're going to be balancing all the client weapons. I mean, if you want to get right down to it, you can probably talk to the guys Catalyst and Robert Jordan and stuff. I mean, it works great for a novel, but it does not work for a real-time simulator like MechWarrior. I mean, the clans were just flat out too powerful. I mean, it was a second game. It was a totally different game, right? So um, they were just way too powerful and so the only way to balance that is with adjusting them and we also have some tons to play with so maybe um again a 75 ton clan mech in the end ends up like an 80 ton well, sphere to, to be honest we'll for us uh, in in the novels it yes their equipment was better in, in regards but it was normally the actual skill and the misinterpretation has always been from MechWarrior 2 3 4 and even mech commander series is they upped the you know the weapon damage and range and you know obviously all the benefits the clans already have which it's funny because if you look at like how the tabletop build rules are there are some checks and balances on clan mechs and omni mechs which you guys by the way are actually implementing for the first time ever yeah i no think game some of things are going to help a lot you know the, the, the ability to not change your armor type or and engines and the various things that we're doing i think are going to help a lot i think they're going to bring them much closer than past games have as you say but I think also you were touching to the reason also it worked in like the novels was, well, it's easy to write a story and say that the inner sphere people use guerrilla tactics out in the woods and attack with guerrilla tactics. Well, can't really do that in Mechor Online, can you, right? You're all playing on the same maps. There's, you can't give the advantage to them and everyone's going to play in guerrilla tactics on the, on the one side of the pub. So we've got to balance it. We've got to balance it out. Um, uh, through clan weapons and through just the, 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 you know, as you say, the pen and paper rule sets actually being implemented. Um, because you're right, I think Battletech pen and paper clans weren't anywhere near as overpowered as past Mech Warrior titles uh, have been. And some of them got away with it because they were pretty much clan games, right? Like Mech Warrior 2 is really a clan game. You were part of one of the clans, you fought clans. Uh, Mech Warrior 3, I think you were Inner Sphere, but 
you were pretty much rolling with 2C level technology, weren't you? Pretty much from the get go. It, it seemed to me, as I recall. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, it was Operation. Uh, sorry, um, Operation Serpent. Uh, them taking the fight to the Jaguars. Uh, Bulldog Operation Bulldog and Operation Serpent to the Jaguars. And uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's some of the the build rules that I mean even hard points up until MWO. Yes, MechWarrior 4 did it, but MechWarrior 4 also created their own hardpoint system. They also ditched uh, critical slots. They ditched, uh, I mean, everything. Ammo was just a click. It wasn't an actual slot. It was just tonnage. I mean, there was there was a ton of liberties taken in these past games that there wasn't anything clearly defined of saying, okay, well, um, what is the difference between a Hunchback 4G and a 4SP? As far as the build rules are concerned, there was no difference. I mean, uh, but... Yes, uh, Tyler, I will touch base with Paul and Brian and see if maybe we can have them on next week and sit down and talk about it because I think that's actually a pretty big discussion and a pretty lengthy one as well. Yeah, that's going to be all good info. It's also implications that uh, so the private matches as well will be able to mix the the clan and nursery max. That'll be really interesting for player-run leagues. Well, certainly in the free version. But again, in the premium window, you guys can do what you want. Although you're right, that brings up a question for Paul. Um, in the premium window, premium options window, should there be an option, of course, for clans or no clans or mixed or no mixed or however you'd word that? You know, so um, yeah, that's a good thought. That's something that you know we should bring up. Maybe there's a time and ability to put another option there so that people can then decide. No mixing, yeah, you know, you're either clans or you're inner sphere, or you can mix, or no clans at all, you know, no inner sphere at all. Um, set rules like that within that premium uh, window as well. So, Russ, last time we had you on the podcast, um, you asked if there was any ideas like uh, to to immersion factor that uh, people would like and to create a thread and stuff. And one of the ideas that was discussed was, you know, the ejection sequence and um, stuff like this. I've literally talked to tons of people since we had you on, and every single person would love to see that implemented, um, by the way. Just even if it was client-side, just to be able to... That 2009 trailer you guys did, you know, that whole cacophony going on in the cockpit and craziness, yes, please. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I'd like to see... um... I'm still focused on seeing some cockpit glass and stuff like that. A shatter, rather, you know, like just with headshots or something. Or even some slight amount of steam if you're running really hot. I think that would be cool. But I, I want—I gotta, I'm gonna have to take off now. I got my computer, looks like our network administrator also has it ready to it, put an update up and it's gonna reboot on me here in a few minutes. But uh, another just little bit. Uh, oh, what was that little tidbit? I had a little something for you guys. What was that again? Oh, shoot. It might be gone. Oh, Hang no. on a second. Mech? Is oh, it mech? You were talking about ejecting. Uh, what were we talking Immersion, about? Immersion, the clans. Clans. You want to tell us what the next mech is? <laughs> Weapons, maps. Well, I, I, that's so weird. Oh, I can't Phil. believe that's so I, gone. I did ask you a private question <laughs> on Skype. You blew it. Remember Skype? There was a question I, I asked to see a particular... Uh... Oh, no, no, it's nothing like that. No? Um, nah, eh, it's nothing, nah. Phil. It's nothing. Oh, God. Uh, you're killing me, Smalls. All right, so obviously we're going to go ahead and call it a night. I think we've 
went over our hour uh, time frame by, a lot, by yeah. far. But uh, anyways, I just want to say thank you to, you know, Darren, Brandon, and of course, Russ and Tyler for being here. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And of course, again, I just want to say thank you again, Russ, because your communication to the community has opened up quite a bit. It has been noted. I've heard a lot of people saying that they're liking it. Um, and obviously, uh, we're going to continue to do our best to uh, get people uh, like uh, Tyler involved and, and get questions. But I'm going to reach out to Paul and Brian because obviously there's a lot of the, the community right now, you know, they have a ton of ideas and a ton of communication and they love to know at least they're being heard. Maybe not necessarily all their ideas are, you know, taken and, and used, but just to the voice is being heard. And I think that's really important, and especially when it comes to uh, community and, and community content and uh, people uh, out there. And so I just want to say thank you to everyone. You guys have been awesome. Thanks. Hey, Phil, guess what? I remembered what it was. Yes. <laughs> I just want to tell everybody that the other day I was walking past one of the engineer screens and I actually saw a mech smashing over trees. Okay. So that's just, <laughs> it's a little something. I don't have any kind of DTA. They're working on it. Uh, I think there's some really positive signs that there are some improvements with um, whole state rewind and hit detection. Uh, further improvements and knocking over trees that would also apply to like lamp posts and various things like that it's not mech on mech stuff yet first stage i guess looks like knocking Baby over steps. trees and stuff one step at a time but um, um i'll throw that out there and i'll throw another thing out there i don't want an answer right now you guys can just kind of mull it over and people can message me on twitter or whatever on their opinions but i'm wondering i'm starting to get curious within myself what the players view is the highest priority if what what percentage of players would say let's say i gave them two options i said okay once launch module ships what would you choose a as many resources as possible start working on you know on on getting community warfare out as quickly as possible right now right away right after launch module launches community warfare community warfare community warfare or is there a lot of players maybe even a majority of players that would say Launch module is awesome. This is great. We're going to feast off this for the while. Why don't you take two or three months or whatever and get all that other polish in first? Get us mechs knocking down trees and, and lampposts. Good mech-on-mech -mech collisions, both friendly and, and in a way charging other mechs. Perhaps even, you know, knockdowns again. A lot of improvements in whole state rewind. Hey, SRMs getting there where we needed to be, perhaps a little more performance on the graphic side of things as well. Um, just a whole whack of polish. Maybe in, in the middle of there is going to be a handful more of UI 2.0 improvements and other iterations on pub slash private matches. And, you know, more improvements to launch module. And then when that's all buttoned up, let's start cruising towards community warfare. After that's done, that's kind of a, just an internal debate I've been having with myself um, internally as as what. Would, would players want to put off community warfare for an extra couple, three months if we did that stuff first? And what they would basically interpret to is getting all those other improvements done kind of over the course of summer. So say by the end of summer, you have all of those sort of improvements in place. But it also means that community warfare and some of that faction play might have a tough time making it in by the end of the year. It might be kind of the first of the year, like first of the next year, like UI 2.0 was this year. Or would they rather, no, no, Community warfare. Let's make sure we get, a, you know, a decent chunk of it or most all of it here in 2014. How about so we throw that base? How about we touch base with you on that in two weeks? Have you on again, and we will have a list 
for you guys um, uh, of things. And I think that would actually be a pretty cool discussion because we were, I've talked actually about this. Uh, I was talking about this last night. So before we go on, uh, obviously, we need to go ahead and end the show. But uh, again, you heard Russ. If you have an idea, if you have a thought, send him a Twitter message, post, make him aware of it. And uh, he asked for it. So there you go. Anyways, guys, I just want to say a big thank you to our community, our listeners, new and old. You guys are amazing. And, of course, our sponsors for helping support NGNG and the team speak and everything we do. We just want to say thank you uh, so much for this. And uh, we will see you again, guys, either next week or the week after, depending. And, of course, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight, this is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hill. This is Tyler. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin, but there is more with it. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever